Alright, welcome back to the Daily Anime Podcast. Let's begin! So there are two pieces of news that I really want to focus on. And um, first, uh, there's one piece of news that kind of went out there and um, turns out it was kind of a lie. And that is that um, on Twitter, someone that claimed that they had confirmed that they were going to be making a Gundam The Origin anime TV show. And um, that's not true. The latest official news of the Origin TV show, or the Origin anime project, I mean, that we've received came out shortly after Age finished. The news that several quote-unquote anime news outlets, like Crunchyroll, released is essentially just a, Jap- some, a Japanese Twitter that said that within the most recent edition of Gundam Ace that they had announced a Gundam The Origin TV show, and it... Along with it, there was an obviously photoshopped poster of the third Gundam movie. And it's, like, people, including myself, were just like, oh my god, this is awesome. And, you know, I had, up till that point, believed that Crunchyroll was a good source. And, uh, and like, I didn't really pay attention <laughs> to what Crunchyroll said, which is bad, because that was a lie. And for future references... Um, only believe A&N. As of now, they're the only, like, real professional source of news on anime. And their article, their one thing is that, lol, you guys have been lied to. That edition of Gundam Ace does not actually contain any information on the Origin Project, and we don't know what it will be. And just because it's a Japanese Twitter doesn't mean it's true. I mean, essentially... What this little fiasco has showed us is that anybody can make a Japanese Twitter and then just be like, No! So-and-so the anime is coming out, and like post it on 4chan, and everyone will suddenly get over it and believe that it's fact. Which is essentially like what most of the mecha board believes to be like legitimate news, even though it's entirely like a faulty premise. Okay. And on the next piece of news, so I'm sure a lot of you at this point have heard of the ghost, the new Ghost in the Shell, the Ghost in the Shell Arise, the one with the poster of the younger uh, major on it. And right now, the the Ghost in the Shell TV series, as of now, they've announced, well not now, but yesterday they've announced that they will be streaming their launch project in English. And that will feature opening animation and a promotional video. And this will be streaming anywhere for all over the world. So we can squee at the opening animation together. And the event is going to take place at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be 8 a- or 6 a.m. for me. And on February 12th, so that's uh, Mark Your Calendars, five days from now. And... It's going to be in Japan, so they're going to have English interpreters. So that's how we're going to get like the English translation for this. And as for information on the actual show, we haven't yet received any launch dates. Or, um, and as for staff, 
Not too many names have been released. The screenplay writer, chief director, and the composer have been named. And as of now, that's all we really have. We'll, we, I think we may know more. I'm assuming they're going to release more information on who's staffing it. But just looking at who's staffing it, um, already is like from the get-go. Uh, Yoko Kano will not be writing music for this show, which sort of surprised me. And the person who they have listed on ANN is this Cornelius fellow, and the only thing he's done before, or she, I don't know who this is. I'm assuming it's some sort of like pen name, but this Cornelius guy or girl, and the only thing that they've worked on before is Appleseed. And to be perfectly honest, I don't remember anything from Appleseed. And as for the writer, um, the writer, like, the Ghost in the Shell TV show had, like, five writers. And they'd all write different things. And they've only announced one name, and, uh, his name is not in that. And, yeah, so far not a lot of information on Ghost in the Shell Arise, but, you know, everybody seemed excited for it when they first heard the news. Um, although, like, some people are like, oh, it should be like this Ghost in the Shell show. I don't really have any like opinions to weigh in on that um because i just saw episodes of the tv show which were good episodes i mind you but i'm more of like a ghost in the shell movies kind of guy of course when i say that i should probably clarify i meant the first ghost in the shell movie not the second ghost in the shell movie that second ghost in the shell movie was a train wreck and yeah <laughs> it's not very not very friendly to the viewer in many senses. Bitch, you know, Oshi style. So yeah, Oshi. Whatever. You can have your dog take up half the screen and have like eight minutes of screen time of just your dog. I'm fine with that. That's cool. But, uh, this movie, I don't like it. Other than that. Alright. That wraps it up for the news. Alright, for this first impression segment, I shall be focusing on a show called Oreshira on, which is what the show's name is, on Crunchyroll, but I guess the full Japanese name would be Oreshira. I mean, no, 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 no. Ore no kanojo to osana na jimi ga shureba sugiru. I don't really know what that means. But, you know, let's just call it Oreshira for short. Five episodes are out so far, so I believe that's a pretty good place to give a first impression on the show. And I came to the show after reading the and in streams overview of what's coming out this season and the reviewer bamboo dong jesus christ what a terrible username and like before i saw the show i didn't really know what to think of their opinion because i hadn't really like read much else but they basically said that ah oh, this is an interesting harem and it doesn't feel like some old dried up prostitute uh so i decided hey you know might as well give it a shot right you know if Mike Tool can sit through Clanad and Kanan, then I should try and maybe try and sit through a harem anime, right? You know? Right? My relationship with this genre is 
Generally, if you couldn't guess, not great. It's been a while since I tried to sit through any of these shows. So, I'd hope that maybe the tropes would would not would, would not have as great of an impact as they had on me before. I wouldn't like just sit through this with disgust, but you, you know, I think I've had enough talking about general Moe. There's quite a bit more I can say that I do say I do plan on saying later on, but without in mind, uh, I've already rantered on long enough, rantered. Ha. But um meandered long enough. So the show is actually about so this guy, his name is Ada, and like every harem anime, he is a high school student, and um, he studies his ass off so that he can try and get to a national public university to study medicine. His parents left him when he was in middle school to chase their own love affairs. So basically, he lives with his aunt, and he's come to the point where he hates the idea of love. And he hates the idea of relationships after having seen his parents just leave him and being morons. And because his aunt works all the time, he basically effectively lives alone, cooks for himself, and cooks for his uh, childhood friend who comes over. And her name's her name's Chiwa, but everyone calls her Chihuahua, so I call her Chihuahua. And given that he hates love, naturally this is a harem anime. So, on episode one, a mysterious popular girl with white hair named Masuzu, who also supposedly hates love, blackmails him into pretending that they are a couple, so that basically all the other guys can get off her dick and she can go about her own business, right? But, uh, naturally his childhood friend, Chihuahua-chan, is, is not okay with this, because, you know, she also wants him. But, I guess, that's... The first love triangle. That's also episode one. And I guess my first impressions are, having come to the show on the premise that it wasn't some U.S. prostitute, some used-up prostitute, that you could just throw a banana down a hallway to simulate what it would be like, uh, my first thought was I was lied to. While this show doesn't necessarily feel like the crappy visual novels or the 90s harems that I came in on anime to, well, I was wa I happened to see when I first got into anime, and, like, this show is not particularly enjoyable. Like, it's not quite as horrific as some of the other harems that I've just happened to see, but, you know, like, it's not also great. And I like to believe that I'm fairly lenient when it comes to reviewing things, because I don't always just want to say, this is a standard of what I think anime, films, and TV shows ought to be. Because I know somewhere, someone may make something that is interesting, visually exciting, or say something amazing, and it's outside any sort of conscripted image of what I think medium should be. Or entertainment should be. I guess maybe I shouldn't even say entertainment, but I guess media should be. That's probably a more appropriate word. And like, generally, my thing is what I ask for is at least give me something that I can enjoy thinking about, or at least give me something with filmic qualities that I can appreciate. Like, Give me something to watch, right? Like, be interesting. 
say something. And Harem in general sort of fails to do that for me. If it's going to be a normal, general entertainment show and you're trying to do that, I generally demand that you be entertaining. But like, the way that harems generally work, and the way that this show works, is that you can identify with the protagonist, and that he can live out our fantasies of getting all the babes. That's why the camera's gaze is like, even though it's on him fulfilling our fantasies, the gaze is constantly focused on the girls. Whether we get like a close-up of Masuzu's breasts whenever she hugs onto his arms, or tilts downwards as they're walking down the street towards her skirts, and the wind blows, hopefully getting a panty shot or something like that. Then apparent, uh, or but like, yeah, that's essentially just the focus and the gaze of the camera is on this sort of wish fulfillment. And wish fulfillment is not something that I actually appreciate. You know, if I'm going to say something that I don't like, it's wish fulfillment. But like beyond that, like the show. If it's going to be entertaining, like this show should be, because it's aimed at that, and that seems to be its pronounced goal, then character interactions should be interesting, but they're not. And if it's trying, trying to say something or do something interesting, then I'd expect at least something like, if it's not going to be like some sort of entertaining narrative, then it should at least try to express the emotional state of the people on screen, or maybe, you know what, I'll say it, even be propaganda. I, I enjoy government propaganda, <laughs> like whether it be like Soviet, Nazi, or American propaganda. Because I mean, even though it was like arouse some sort of feeling in you, but this is just a realization of some sort of fantasy and of being in a position to choose between desirable female specimens. And that's how, essentially, it's driving me to talk about the girls within the show, which is messed up. It's like whether we choose between the white-haired, mysterious, and I guess kind of antisocial closet otaku big-boobed girl, or the comfort of the childhood friend who looks kind of like a little girl. It's like, and whatever other girl will make an appearance, like, that, that's not something that I like. That's not what I think, like, I guess I'll probably break my general standard, and I was like, ah, I don't like this. Nah, but it's obvious from episode one, I guess more, on sort of the idea that this show's character interactions aren't interesting. I guess I shouldn't necessarily say that they're all bad, because the bad thing is the sort of undercurrent that like, gets most development, the most screen time, is this sort of love triangle that we see, and the um, love conflicts that are going to come. And like we know from episode one that Misuzu and Eita do not genuinely hate the idea of love, they just say that they do. There's obviously a mutual attraction between the two, like they don't really quote-unquote hate love. So I mean like any like 
like conversation between the two of them on that subject or any like tension that the camera or that the writing tries to draw out so ultimately just kind of falls flat falls flat and like all the other character girls all the other girls sorry all the other girls that kind of come in the interactions between her and Masuzu like other than the interactions between Masuzu and Chihuahua like all the other girls are completely uninteresting so far but right now I'll say this the way that Masuzu treats Chihuahua is hilarious all right and because essentially it devolves into wacky high school hijinks and Chihuahua who obviously wants to be with Ada she proclaims that she wants to be popular and so she's like goes to Masuzu she's like Masuzu's just like oh I can give you excellent advice on how to be popular and you know this premise of oh I should be popular I going to do some wacky high school hijinks for that that's a standard trope of any like high school show and like in America or something and that's pretty funny and it's pretty fun to watch and like it's enjoyable in this show because there's a bunch of references to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and they do hilariously absurd things but like beyond like these small portions of comic relief there's honestly nothing in this show that appeals to me like nothing and that like the tension between these characters the tension that they try to draw out uninteresting tension between Chihuahua and Eita like nah I didn't even get any feels like I'm not even getting any feels when they're like getting to the core of who they are and, and stuff like that it was like not doing it for me the show fails so as it is like I can't really suggest it and whoever this bamboo dong person is I don't trust them I do not trust them even though they have polar bear cafe high up on their thing um that the like nah polar bear cafe is an easy thing that everybody should like but uh yeah anyways that's all I really have on the first impressions I don't like it I may stick around for some more of this show Oreshira I may not but as of now it's pretty bad first impression anyways if you want to contact us, you can email us at the daily anime podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can post a comment on our website, dailyanimepodcast.com. And I guess I guess the other request is, like, not really those aren't requests, but those are if you want to get in contact with us. We also have the Facebook page if you wanted to do that, too. You can like that. But uh, I guess, like, to get really known, I should probably start posting on forums and stuff, but... Um, I guess iTunes comments, iTunes reviews would be nice. I'd like that. Uh, and I know I do have some listeners who are pretty cool guy, like Dustin. You're pretty cool. I do this, do this so I know that you're listening. But anyways, you know, just give me some feedback. It would be great. And thanks for sticking around and listening. See you guys later. Richie representing for the principality of Zion Killing all these rappers with a flow coded in Freon Yeah, I'm prime time with it like Dion Richie trying to shine